Hey guys, Pastor Bear here. Welcome to the podcast for Real Church. We meet every Sunday at 11.15 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sherpsburg. You can also check us out online at www.realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. I hope you enjoy this week's message. There's a place on Poplar, if you're driving in Noonan, it's the craziest thing in the world. Um, it, it, you, you're driving down Poplar, and man, you've got, I'm talking about full bars. I'm talking about on your cell phone. I mean, it is packed out. I mean, clear. I can hear it so well. I, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've been talking on the phone and clear bars. You know, I'm driving, and all of a sudden, you go past the Mary Freeman red light. And it is like the pit of cell phone no return from there to the railroad tracks. Are you with me? Now, I can, I can kind of see, listen, the same thing is true for us out at Elder's Mill. I'll be talking to some of you guys on the phone, and you guys will say, well, I can tell you're getting close to your house because I can't hear you anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm out at Elder's Mill. Let me call you back when I get home when I got a better signal. But at Poplar, in the middle of Noonan, do you know what area has one of the worst cell phone coverages in Noonan? Summer Grove. You can be going through Summer Grove, and you can go down a little hill, and you'll have no coverage. And then you go just 30 feet, and all of a sudden, oh, the angels open up, and all you have is full five bars. That's what you have. Listen, don't even go to the Whitaker's house. Man, they can't, they've got to like, they, they got pigeons that fly out to take their mail back and forth. And they live right in the middle of Noonan, man. They can't get direct TV. They can't get anything. I mean, you know, I mean, they're churning their own freaking butter and making their own clothes. I mean, you know, I mean, that's how it is. Can you imagine that? Now, this is what I understand, okay? What I understand is, is that there's a cell phone tower here, and then there's one over here, and then one over there. And when you're driving, the cell phone that you have, my cell phone here, this cell phone, you, you have to, there's a little thing in here that connects. What I understand now, I'm no engineer or anything, but it connects to that tower, and it'll send it off another tower. But in order for me to be able to hear, I have to be connected to that tower. And there's cell phone towers all around, but if I get in an area where I can't hear, the signal gets cut off. And that's how cell phones kind of work. There's no tower. I want to tell you something. The same thing is true for our spiritual lives. God has set up certain towers, all right, where we can clearly hear if we are connected to that. If we are engaged and we are plugged into that, there are certain towers that God has set up in our lives. Now, let me say something to you. I don't always recognize, I know there's a tower at East Coweta Middle School. You know how I know that? Because we have a guy who works for Verizon here, and he got tired of me complaining about how bad the signal was, and he said, man, there's a tower at EC, move closer. I can't, man. Can't move any closer. Well, it'll be fine. We're putting one out there near you. We'll do that soon. 
I don't always recognize the towers, and we don't always recognize the towers that God has put in our lives either. We don't always recognize those things so that we can clearly hear, so that we can clearly hear from God. Listen, a lot of us, we have, there are things in our life that are tough situations. There are things in our life that are really tough. As a matter of fact, you may be going through right now having to make a very tough decision And you may need to hear the voice of God. And hopefully some of the things I show you today, some of the things we look at in Scripture, some of the things, hopefully some of those things you'll plug into and you'll be able to get the answer that you're looking for. We're going through a series called Equipped. And we've talked about the importance of digging in into God's Word. That's the first thing we did. Getting a Bible that we can understand. Getting one with notes at the bottom. Getting one and getting plugged in to to the Word of God, and that's the first way to be equipped to live a Jesus follower life. That's the first thing. The next thing we talked about is taking a Sabbath, and I know that's foreign to some people, but taking, if you haven't heard the messages, go back and listen to them. Taking a Sabbath where you stop for a full day and you say, I'm not going to do anything else, but I'm going to worship God, and I'm going to relax, and I'm going to clear my mind and my head, and we're going to see later on why that's important. And then we talked about engaging the relationship that you have with Christ, engaging the relationship. And my good friend Jonathan Wood talked last week about serving other people. Not, not I want, but I will. Not I want, but I will go and do those things. And all of those things I just mentioned to you, they energize, they energize you. They energize your walk. Your walk is not something that feels like you're going to the dentist and getting teeth pulled. They energize your walk. And when your walk gets energized, for some reason, it gets a little bit easier and you start flowing in who God created you to be to begin with. And today, we're going to talk about how God speaks to us how to hear the voice of God. I want to show you a scripture in Luke, if if Lynn will bring that up. In Luke, here's what it says. It says this, in Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 6, it says, What is the price of five sparrows, two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. Now, for me, this next verse is really easy. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. All right. Mine stands at around zero. Okay. However, there's a lot of people here with beautiful hair. And God says, and the word says, and this is Jesus's words, that the very hairs of our heads are numbered. Don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Don't be afraid. What does that say to you? What that says to me is this. It says, look, don't ever don't ever be convinced otherwise. You are important to God. You are so important to God that he knows every hair on your head. He does. He knows everything about your life. He knows you're going and you're coming. He knows what's troubling you right now. He knows that. And so if he knows that, we know this, that God speaks to us just like you speak to your son or your daughter. You, you, you get counsel from other people. You counsel other people. God does the same thing with us. And we don't have to wave around. We don't have to be waving around back and forth, being confused. God speaks to us. Listen, we all have tough things that we have to deal with. We have hard choices to make. And a lot of times what I hear is this. I hear, gosh, man, I've been praying about it, but I just hadn't heard from God. 
Now that may be true. God may, may have you wait for a season to teach you something or to hear. He did that to the Israelites often. He waited and he waited and he waited. And most of the time the waiting made them deepen their faith. And that may be the case. But today we're talking about when God actually does finally speak, how to hear that. Here's the first way God speaks. He speaks through his word. I want you to see that. There's seven of these. God speaks through his word. 2 Timothy verse, uh, three, uh, chapter 3, verse six, uh, 16 says this. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us uh, to do what is right. All right. I want you to get that. All Scripture, all Scripture is beneficial. And what the Scripture does is, is it teaches us what is wrong and what is right. Now, I want to tell you something. It's very fashionable today to say, well, there is no truth. It's your truth and your truth and your truth and your truth. And guys, I want to tell you something. That's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell because if there is no truth, there is no standard bearer. And you know deep in your spirit, and I know deep in my spirit, and those people know deep down, deep down, since the beginning of time, deep down, that there is a right and there is a wrong. And the Bible says in its own words, the Bible is good to tell you what is right and what is wrong. We can look at the situations of other people in the scriptures and we can see those situations and we can say, you know what? When they were in the same situation that I'm in now, this is what they did and this is how God reacted. And you can follow that. God speaks. He speaks to us through his word. Now, I want to tell you something. A lot of people would stop right there. They would say, well, let me tell you something. The only way God speaks is through his word and nothing else. And guys, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. God has, look, God spoke through a donkey in the scriptures. He can speak through anything he wants to speak through, all right? He can do whatever he wants to do. And this list of seven, this isn't just like, okay, this seven and no more. No, let me say, God can do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. This is just some examples of how he speaks. The second one is this. God speaks through nature and through creation. Romans 1.20 says this, if we can bring that up. Romans 1.20 says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Did you realize this? I don't think you even know this. Do you know that there have been research that shows, I mean, I'm talking about like they would go find people that had never had any interaction with any other human being ever, ever, ever. Ever, 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 they had no interaction with anybody. And yet when they get all the way, when they get all the way back there to those deepest regions of the world, that they have a structure and a setting for who God is. Did you know that? Did you know that? There are every single civilization since the world began. Why is that? The scripture says part of the reason is, is because the nature itself, that the trees and the grass and all of those things, it actually speaks forward that there is a God, that there is a, that God exists. And I'm going to tell you something. I like being out in nature some, all right? I'm not one of these granola bar eating, you know, whatever. I'm not one of the, I, I don't own an Eno, all right? I don't own one of those. Those are the little things that you hang up in trees that are supposed to be like beds that are super, supposedly super comfortable, but my bed at home is much more comfortable, so I choose that, 
all right? I don't like being dirty, all right? I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't, I'm not a big dirty guy. I don't like being dirty and all that kind of stuff. I'll work. I'll work hard. I'll dig ditches. And then I'm going to go wash my hands, all right? That's how I am. I wear gloves to prepare meat when I'm going to grill on the grill. That's how I am, all right? I get made fun of with that. But I don't like being dirty. I don't like gristle all under my fingernails. And I don't like that kind of stuff. Some of you guys love being outdoors. And I like being outdoors. But some of you guys take a little bit extreme, all right? And why is that? Well, let me tell you something. Connor Cody loves, he loves hiking. He loves anything. He, if, if we had, if our church was called Outdoor Real Church and we met outside, he'd be the happiest person here. All right. He would bring his little Eno and some water and he would hang there and listen to me preach. That's what he would do. That's what Connor would do. Connor loves those things. He loves being outdoors. He, he goes, all, he does all kinds of things. Heck, he preached about two months ago and told your kids to jump off a cliff for God's sakes. You know, he does some crazy things. He really does. He really does. So he, he, he does those things. Well, let me tell you something. He loves doing that. You know why he loves doing that? Because when he's out there and he's looking around, he not talked about this, when he's, when he's looking around, he feels so, close, so much closer to God. It's just him. It's just him and nature. And, and it's, it's interesting because I love what the scripture said. The scripture says, hey, listen, if you guys don't cry out, the rocks are going to cry out. The rocks themselves are going to cry out that Jesus is Lord. He's out there and he's experiencing that. And he can hear more clearly in nature when he's out there than he can hear when he's in his room or, or studying, even, even maybe studying for something. That's what he does. The third way is this. Through dreams and visions. Now listen, I'm not going to go nutso but nutso here, all right? I'm not, I'm not telling you I've had a dream or a vision, all right? I may have had both. But a lot of us are fearful of this. Don't be fearful of this. Acts 2.17 says this, if we'll bring this up. It says, in the last days, God says this, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will will dream dreams. And that's exactly how God speaks. I want to tell you something. If you're afraid that, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to say some dream had something to do with God. Hey, listen, God spoke to people all the time through dreams in the scriptures. He did all the time. He did it all of the time. And we have to be open to that. And I want to tell you something. My wife has some of the craziest dreams of anybody I've ever met. She does. She'll wake up and she'll say, I had the craziest dream. I was like, what? She goes, there was this monkey and then there was a circus clown. And they were, I'm like, what in the world is that? I'm not talking about those dreams. All right. I'm not talking about the dreams that you had when you had a little too much chili. All right. You know what I'm saying? You know how it is? You have a little too much chili and you dream like, oh man, you start dreaming all these crazy things. I'm talking about whenever you've got something on your heart that's weighing on your heart and it's, it's weighing there. It's way in there deep. And you fall off to sleep. And God gives you a dream. And you wake up and you know that he's answered that prayer. Don't overlook that. Don't throw that out. Don't do that. Take that. Take that because God can speak to you through visions and through dreams. He can do that. He's done it in the past. And he'll do it again. Here's the fourth way God speaks to you. He speaks to us through music. Now, this is a big one for me. All right? God speaks to me oftentimes through music. He can use the gifts and talents of other people. 
and speak to you through their gifts and their talents. You know, I don't know if this is the case. Jeremy, did you write the last song that we sang? Did you write that song? Okay, you should have written it. It was really good. <laughs> so, so Jeremy gets up today, and he's, he's, he's singing the last song, all right? It sounded like something you would write, because so it, 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 it's very truth. It's straightforward truth. And so he's singing the last song. And it says, it's talking about how, look, it, the, the thing with cars and, and houses, all those things pass away. But what remains, what remains is that truth. What remains is Christ. And, and our lives, our lives can be a reflection. And I'm going to lie to you guys, that spoke to me. I was like, man, Lord, even sitting there getting ready to come up here, I was like, wow, that is amazing. I was singing, but while I was singing, I really felt like God was saying, man, this is so true for you. 100% is what I want from you. And God can do the same thing with you too. How many of you guys have been driving down the road and you're listening to something and all of a sudden God starts speaking to you? He starts speaking to you and you're like, man, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. It's not a sermon. It's, it's a worship song that maybe you, you ran across. It's you're listening to Spotify or you're listening to Pandora and all of a sudden the right song comes on at the right moment and suddenly you're sitting there crying. You have no idea why. It's so funny. I was in my Jeep one day and I had all the doors off and stuff because my wife won't let me get a motorcycle and so that's the closest thing I can do is to take everything off of the, of the everything off basically and just have a go-kart, a big go-kart. And so I was driving my go-kart, uh, my Jeep down and, and, uh, and man, this worship song came on. And, you know, I was not 10 and 2 because I had my hand raised and I was worshiping God and the people beside me thought I was the craziest person in the world and I didn't even care. But man, it hit me and I was like, wow, I needed that. I needed that. It's amazing how God can use gifts and talents of other people, especially through music. He can do that, and it will be much more effective than something I would do here maybe on Sunday morning maybe because God knows exactly the right time when he wants to answer the prayer. He knows exactly the right time when he wants to speak to you. He knows exactly the right moment. It's his timing. He knows exactly the right moment, and he speaks to us through music. The next thing is he speaks to us through circumstances. God speaks to us through circumstances. Now listen, a lot of us go through tough times. You know, we went through a tough time. I went through a tough time a while back in 1999. I was a student pastor part-time at a little church, and I was working at another ministry, and, and on a Sunday night, our, our house destroyed, our, a tornado destroyed our whole house. It destroyed everything, wiped it all the way clean. And I have vivid image, images of, of going down the street in the pitch black and lightning hit and seeing all that. And we weren't at home at the time. But as sure as I am telling, standing here today, at that moment when I knew that two, two doors down that people had gotten killed, that a total of eight or nine people had gotten killed right there, and a lot of them were around our neighborhood. And I knew that, that only four or five months earlier I had taken the position to be the student pastor at that church. And I knew that any other night I would have been home. And had it happened at 5 instead of 6, I'd have been there. But it happened right at 6, around 6.15 or so. And that's when I was at church. And I knew right then, and I felt so strongly when I walked up by myself, walked up, and I saw the destruction. I knew right then God was speaking to me and saying, I have something much more for you to do. That's why you were not here. Because had we been there, we would be dead. 
we'd have been dead. And so at that moment, more than I had before, I recommitted and said, God, I will serve every day of my life for you. I am the biggest screw-up, Lord, that ever lived, but I will, if you will take me, I will serve you more and more and more. And I oftentimes think of that circumstance, and I go, you know what? I, don't, I know what I'm going through right now is tough. I know that trying to Trying to, trying to know what's right and building this church and, and doing, making right decisions for you guys and, and leading you spiritually. I know those things are tough, but God, I remember back in 19, January 17th, 1999. I remember that day, and I know that you have something greater for me, and if I could trust you then, I can trust you now. Now, when you have to be careful with this, all right? You have to be careful with this. You really do because, you know, I had a guy tell me one time, he was like, let me tell you something. I just feel like God told me, you know, you know, my car broke completely down and it was going to cost me $2,000 to get it fixed. And instead of getting it fixed, I went and bought me a new car. I just felt like God wanted me to have a new car. And I was like, okay. The only problem was, is I knew this guy's finances and he couldn't afford the old car. Are you with me? He, he was so broke, you know, he couldn't pay attention. I mean, he, he, he was so broke, he couldn't afford the old car. So he couldn't afford to pay $2,000 for the repairs, and so let's go pay $30,000 for the new car. But God told him to do that. And I said, hey, man, I said, I don't want to be mean or anything, and I know you probably already signed the loan papers, but I don't know if God told you that or not because you're kind of broke. You're kind of broke, man. But I didn't get into an argument with him. Does God tell you sometimes you can get a new car? Yeah, he knows the count of hair of your head. Yeah, he can do that. But I'm going to tell you something. You have to be really careful because a lot of times people will use God when it's not God. It's their own wishes and their own desires. And this goes into the next one, is that God can speak through other believers. And I have all caps on my notes here, all caps. It says, be careful. All right? Be careful. I've told you this before, and I'll tell you this again. If someone comes up and says, hey, listen, I want to tell you what God told me to tell you. You need to throw up the big red flags. All right? Throw up the big red flags. Because let me tell you why. If you have a relationship with God, God can speak to you just as well as they can speak to them. And if he really wants you to know something, he can tell you. However, there are some exceptions, and here's one of them. If you have a relationship with this person, if you have a relationship with this person, it's a deep relationship. They know your struggles. Maybe your accountability partners. You trust them intimately. What they're wanting to do is to help you. They're wanting to push you forward. They're wanting to move you forward. And they come and say, hey, listen, I see this part in your life. I see this in your life. I I want you to know something. I want you to know that you don't have to do that. I want you to know that maybe this is a mistake or that's a mistake. Or I want you to know that what you're doing here is positive or is negative. But you have to be really careful. A lot of us, what we do is, is we take anything anybody says. Well, yeah, God said it. God said it. Listen, there's a lot of people out there that are taking claim for what God's saying, that it's not God saying it, it's them. And most of the time you can test this by this. If someone tells you something and it benefits them, all right, you know, Wendy went to a Christian school for graduate school, and it was like wackadoo you. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it really was. And, and those, those, listen, there was more guys. It was a miracle. God spoke to all these guys and said, 
went up to these girls and said, God told me we were going to get married. I tell you what, uh, that's kind of weird. I mean, I'm just letting you know. Especially, I mean, most of the girls were like, well, he ain't told me nothing. <laughs> and so, and that's exactly, you know what I mean? That's it. But that's exactly what people would do. They would, use, they would use God to get what they want. And that's a test you can do to see. He uses and he speaks to us through other believers. And finally, he speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. He speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. Listen, this is a deep inner voice It's a deep inner voice that you know when God is beginning to speak to you, you can hear it deep down inside. It's that little check that you get. You know what I mean? It's that little check. You're like, I'm going to hold off. Or it's that little check that you get. It's that deep inner voice within you. He can speak to you. It's amazing. God could take a sermon or a text of scripture or a song and Holy Spirit can teach you and guide you and direct you through that song. That's one of the ways that God speaks to you is through his Holy Spirit. And we have to be in tune with that. We have to be ready to hear what it is that God is going to say to us, and then we have to be ready to act. There's a story in the, in the Old Testament where David, David, you guys all know it, David has taken, he has taken someone else's wife. All right, King David has taken someone else's wife. And he went a step further and actually sent the guy to the, he sent the guy up to the front lines to have him killed so he would be killed so that he could have his wife. So David takes his wife, and David's got a close friend, all right, a spiritual friend named Nathan. Nathan comes up. Nathan says, King David, here's what happened. There's a guy who's poor, and he's got a little lamb, and he loves it, and he cares for it, and and it, it, it means the world to him. It feeds it food, gives it his own food, that's what he does. But then there's also a, David is also a rich man. And the rich man who has everything, he has everything. He has multitudes of food, money, everything. And that rich man had a guest come over to his house. And instead of killing one of his animals, he went and got the poor guy's one animal and killed it. And they ate it, leaving the guy with nothing. And David got ticked off. David said, who, whoever it is, and he starts going off. This is what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to get him back. This, this is not going to happen in my kingdom. This is, and he goes on and on and on. And finally, it all gets silent. And Nathan says, David, you are the rich man. You have everything you've ever wanted. Yet all that guy had with his one wife, and you took it. You are the rich man. Those words from a friend can be trusted, and those words that Nathan spoke were right from the mouth of God. He was being used as a vessel to help guide and direct David. God uses all kinds of things. Hey, listen, here's some practical applications and we'll wrap up. Practical applications, I want you guys to get these. Number one is this, all right? 
God's voice never, ever, 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 ever contradicts his word. I want you to hear that. God's voice never, ever, I, I actually put never, ever, and I put, I put in parentheses when I sent this in, I said, yes, I want all the evers. God's, word, God's voice never, ever contradicts his word, ever, ever. If you want to know if God's really speaking to you, then you go see what God's word has to say about it, and you will find that the two always are in unison with one another. All right? It's always in unison with one another. It never, ever contradicts his word. The second thing is this. We have to be open to hear from God. God can speak to you all day, every day, but we have to be open to hear his voice. We have to be open to hear his voice. And the third one is this, and it goes right along with the second one. Silence and quietness are your friends in times of needing to hear from God. Silence and being completely quiet are your friends in times of needing to hear from God. Can I, can I tell you guys something, what I really think? I really think that God is speaking to us a whole lot. And most of us, we don't hear it because we're so busy with everything else in life. And we're always like this. We're always like, like friends, I just went on vacation and I was silent and quiet a lot, okay, which doesn't usually happen, but I was silent and quiet a lot. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, when I got silent and I got quiet, I started hearing God. God started speaking to me. Can I tell you guys something? I think he would speak to me right. I don't, I don't have to go to the beach to hear him. He can speak to me right here. And I think a lot of times we are not hearing God because we're not open to hear from God because we will not quiet ourselves. We will not turn off the cell phone. We will not turn off the TV. We will not get alone by ourselves for 5, 10, 15, 30, 45 minutes. We won't do that. We won't do that because of the busyness of our lives. God is speaking oftentimes to us, and we miss it. And the final thing is to be willing, be willing to act when he speaks. When God speaks, be willing to act. Because I'm going to tell you something that most pastors aren't going to tell you. Because if he speaks to you about an issue, and he speaks to you about an issue, and he speaks to you about an issue, and you hear it, and you hear it, and you hear it, and then you do nothing, Eventually, God's going to go, okay, do whatever you want. And then I'll be over here and we'll deal with the consequences. But do whatever you want. A lot of times people want to have God being there begging us, please do this, please do this. Listen, Jesus didn't do that. You know what Jesus did? The scripture says that when Jesus walked through, he would, present, he would present who he was. He would present, he would show miracles, and he would present who he was. And then you know what? If they accepted him, great. If they didn't, you know what the scripture says he does? He did. He took off his sandals and he dusted them off. And then he went to the next town. You know what that was a symbol for? Okay, I'm done here. Next. And he went off to the next town. 
And that's exactly what God does for us. He'll do it for us. Be open to hearing God's voice. God may not speak to you in all these ways, but he probably will speak to you in one or two of them. Be open to hear that, and when you hear it, make sure that you listen to what he is saying. Make sure you listen to what he is saying. Next week, we're going to talk about a topic that's going to help you hear more clearly God's word. It's going to help you more clearly hear what God has for you. And it's going to help you more clearly get a vision of the life that God wants you to lead. That's what we're going to talk about next week. And the topic is fasting. Next Sunday. Something that I would bet the majority of people in here have never done. And do not understand why you have to do it or would do it. And why when, G, when, when, when the scripture talked, it said this. It said, and when you fast. Don't do it as some of these people do. When you do it. It's an expectation for us. And we're going to talk about that next week. About opening up our spirit to God's word. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the fact that you allow us to, gosh, Lord, um, you love us so much that, that the scripture says that we read that you know even the very hairs on our head. And that's amazing to me. It's amazing to me that you would love us enough and care for us enough to know those things. God, the truth of the matter is, is that without you, we are absolutely nothing. We're a bunch of screw-ups. And my prayer is, is that you would allow us to be more transparent, to be more vulnerable, to be more open, and to be more real with you. God, let us do that. Let us see, Lord, that the life that you have for us is much better than the life that we think we need or that we have right now. Let us do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or if you would like to contact us at Real Church, please go to our website at www.realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us on Sunday at 11.15 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Also, check out our website or Facebook page for directions. Until next time, God bless, and remember to love God, love others, and live real.